Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Pensacola. It is the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Uh, not Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. Got to bring in a different type of energy over here <laughs> in the mornings. Waking you up on a 35 <laughs> degree morning. I don't know actually if it's 35 degrees yet, but it's it's freaking cold out there right now. That's what I can tell you. Uh, it's it's not nice. It's not nice out there. I was looking at the uh, the weather last week. And um, and seeing that th- today and tomorrow the low was going to be in the 30s, and you know, I so Brent Lane, who's over on Cat Country, our sister station, he and I are talking. He he goes out to uh, Colorado a few times, a, uh, more than a few times in the winter, uh, but usually about a few times in the winter to go skiing. And he had just come back. This is two weeks ago. The last time we had kind of the lows like this. And uh, he came back a couple weeks ago and was like, Bobby, I was in Colorado just yesterday in the top of the mountains. And it was colder here in Pensacola than it was at the top of the mountains in Colorado. I'm like, yeah. I tell people that all the time. That other than living, when I lived in Iowa, when I was doing radio in Iowa and like Illinois, and it would hit that the polar vortex of terror. And it'd be freezing, like negative thirty degrees. Okay, other than times when it was like negative thirty degrees up north, yeah, Pensacola gets colder than other places. Even at fifty degrees, if it's fifty degrees, a little bit rainy and windy, forget about it. I don't know, it's something with the humidity levels or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So right now, I just pulled it up. We're at forty degrees right now in the Pensacola area. It still is expected to actually continue to drop. Until it gets about 37, and then it'll start to slowly rise. Uh, and it's only going to be high today, of like in the 50s. So that's okay. Just one of those kinds of days. One of those kinds of days we're going to be getting. So, And it's going to be like that again, like tomorrow, and then Wednesday and Thursday, we start to warm back up into the 60s. So that'll be, it won't be so bad. All right. We know now who is in the Super Bowl. Kansas City, you into sports? Eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. Jake, are you into sports at all? Huh? I, I did see some sports ball over the weekend. That's sports ball. Okay, mm-hmm. that's they, not a good they sign. Scored here. Some gr- they scored some great goals. It was great. Oh, great. All right. Uh, the eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. By the way, is our text number if you'd like to text in here to the Pensacola Morning News. Uh, I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. So uh, I'm look. I, uh, yeah, football is like my second religion. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus first, <laughs> right, and then the pigskin second. Uh, and so, and, and it was good games yesterday. Uh, both good games, Kansas City Chiefs yep. against the Ravens and then the Niners against the, the Lions. I have, for some reason, I don't, I, I've never lived in Detroit, never lived near Detroit. I have a lot of Detroit Lions fan, friend, like fans who are friends. Mm. I don't know why, uh, how maybe just through, you know, working in radio over the time we're all traveling and somehow we all ended up in the same radio station at one point or something. And they're all... 
So they were freaking. It's so funny to see their like their social media feeds. Right. I don't really get on social media a whole lot anymore, except for things like this, uh, presidential debates. Uh, you know, like there's like certain things that are like, oh, I gotta go to social media to see what the reaction is gonna be from from people. And so that was like last night. Oh my gosh, the Detroit Lions fans were all just. You know, yeah, this is amazing. Let's go and all this other stuff. Let's do more. And then all of a sudden, the, the tone started to change. What the heck's going on? Why'd you make that choice? And just just this the breakdown of the Lions fans as they lost a 17 point lead. And <laughs> it was, I remember at halftime because I knew I was filling in for Andrew this morning, so I'm like, I gotta get to bed. But I was like, oh man, I, I can't go to bed at halftime. The, the Niners are going to come back. Like I just knew, I was like, they're the best team in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. and and as we know in the NFL, just because you're the best team doesn't always mean you're going to win, uh, because especially in the playoffs, any team can win. And uh, just like yesterday, I think Ravens might have been the better team against the Kansas City Chiefs, but in the playoffs, you can never it, it, everything changes. Yeah. And the Ravens played horribly yesterday, and and the Chiefs still just kind of barely won. So. Uh, that was a good example right there. Uh, they ended up winning 17 to 10, but the Lions losing a 17 point lead and uh, it was just an epic meltdown. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, you're melting down against the best team in the NFL this season, and at least in the regular season. So it was good. It was good a couple of games, and so now we're going to get down to the Kansas City Chiefs against the 49ers. Which I know is a repeat from a couple of years ago, but for me, man, it goes all the way back to the uh, the days of when Joe Montana left the 49ers, went to the Kansas City Chiefs, and played so well with them. There's always been a little bit of a like a, a little sub rivalry between the 49ers and the Chiefs ever since that happened. Ever since they decided the 49ers decided they were going to go with Steve Young as their quarterback, and Joe Montana's like, I still have more in the tank, and they're like, Nah, we think Steve's the guy now and he's like no then I'm gonna show you I still have more than tank went to the Chiefs and did a fantastic job with them of course so um yeah that, that's uh I so I'm I think it's gonna be a good Super Bowl once again 49ers are probably the better team but <laughs> as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the defense showed yesterday for the Kansas City Chiefs you cannot bet against them they always find a way to win somehow just find a way to win so you, you just can't bet against them that's what it comes down to uh, it's five sixteen here this morning on Pensacola Morning News. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew McKay. If you'd like to weigh in, text eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. So I'm looking forward to Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be in Las Vegas. So that was one of the that was one of the things that got that convinced the NFL to go ahead and allow an NFL team to move to Las Vegas is so that they could start having Super Bowls there. And you know because they didn't want it for the longest time because you know. If you have a team in Vegas, then the players are going to live in Vegas full time, and that means they'll they'll never be eligible for f- Sunday football games because they're going to be at casinos all night long and partying and all this other stuff. But no, it's turned out to be okay. Turned out to be all right. So it'll be over there, and of course, it's going to be on CBS. It's going to be streamed on Paramount Plus, and Usher will perform the halftime show. Over the weekend, uh, we didn't really have any big movies come out this past weekend, but uh, so over the weekend, the top movie was The Beekeeper. That's the Jason Statham, like, all action all the time. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? 
Uh, no, but I can just imagine him like punching bees, like just punching bees, punching bees. No, he's the beekeeper. He he takes care of the bees. Oh, I thought he was like keeping them. And then somebody goes and kills the bees and he has to have revenge. No, that's not what (laughs) happens either. But, uh, he's, he's like some sort of secret government agent who they're called beekeepers. Hmm. And whenever the government gets too out of line, the beekeepers come in and get them like straighten them out. So... And it's like insane level of you know action, but hey, that's it's looks good to me. Yeah, looks uh, looks good. But coming in close, so that brought in seven point four million this weekend. Coming in close was Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. I just found out like over the weekend that that's a musical. It's a musical based on a movie based on a uh, play based on a play that's yeah. based on a movie. Yes. And apparently, the play is a musical, which I guess that makes sense, right? And I didn't realize that this new remake of Mean Girls. Because I was like, why are they remaking Mean Girls? It's not that old. Didn't it didn't come out in the 90s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 90, was it even 90? might have been 2000s. Been, yeah, it might have been early 2000s, actually. Let look me look that, that up. Look, yeah, yeah, look that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me, I was like, why are they remaking Mean Girls? And then I found, my daughter was like, well, it's a musical, Dad. And I was like, what? Was like, oh, 2004. Dad, gone. 2004. Oh, I'm old. So that's 20 years old. <laughs> Oh, wait, now I said it 20 years old. And I, that that immediately, like I, I said that thinking, that's only 20 years old. And then right when I said it, I realized that's 20 uh, years old. 20 years. <laughs> yep. Okay. All righty then. Uh, well, that was very humbling. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. That yeah. took a whole sidetrack yeah. in a different way I was expecting. Uh, but yeah, so they did a, a musical, a play called Mean Girls. Uh, based on the movie, and so now this is basically that yeah. for the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I guess Tina Fey is a producer for it, mm-hmm. and she's even in it. Yep. Apparently, she was a producer of the play, which I didn't realize. Oh, all right, fancy. Uh, coming in third was Wonka, uh, $5.9 million. So that was the movie I saw this past weekend with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've been seeing it sitting there just lingering. Like, it just seems like it just won't go away. Mm-hmm. It's in the top three movies. It has been for the past couple, like, month and a half. And we went and saw it, and I realized, now why? It's so good. Oh. So very, very good. Also, by the way, a little bit of a musical. A mus- yeah, I was about to say, I, I, first it's not, it's few not minutes a full, in, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's wow. not a full musical. Well, <laughs> first few minutes, it's the first thing. is The very first thing he starts to sing, I turn my daughter and go, is this a musical? She's <laughs> like, you tricked me. She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. I, will. I mean, I like musicals. I like musicals. Everybody knows, knows I like musicals. But like sometimes they had to be prepared for it. I got to be mentally prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And because there's been a couple of times where, like, you find out it's a musical and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, and it's not good. Yeah. This, was, this wasn't a full-on musical, but it, it has singing parts. Let's put mm. it that Like, it has parts of it, the movie yeah. where they sing. Like, like Monty Python. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's not yeah, a it's musical, like, but it, there's it's mixed in there. Numbers, yeah. yeah, musical numbers, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Uh, very good, though. Very like, good movie, yeah. Yeah, my, this is my daughter's second time. I was like, you already seen it. Let's go watch something else. Let's watch Migration or something. She's like, no, i got to see it again, Dad. Like, All right, fine, we'll go. And I was very impressed. Yeah. So de- definitely looking forward to a sequel for that thing. Uh, and then Timothy Chalamet, who is the actor who played Wonka in it, he's, uh, of course, going to be in Dune, which comes out 
here very quickly. So uh, that's kind of your uh, your wrap up right there for uh, your your movies. All right, we're gonna get a quick break here. You're listening to the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. When we come back, uh, well, we're going to get an update from David Wayne over in the newsroom, find out what's going on in, in news stories from over there, and uh, also kind of a freaky accident that would freak me out. I <laughs> uh, will share that with you coming up here shortly on Pensacola More News with Daniel McKay and Bobby Rossi on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You're all set with your Medicare prescriptions, Mrs. Brown. This is not just low-cost copays at Walgreens. I can actually help you set up 90-day refills if you want. This is having a partner you can trust. Get low-cost copays, 90-day refills, and delivery from your neighborhood Walgreens. This is being independent together. Walgreens. Restrictions apply. For details, see walgreens.com pharmacy. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Informative, local, dependable. Pensacola area. It's Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. If you'd like to weigh in, text 850-437-1620. 39 degrees. Going to be a high of about 59 though. So, uh, But we're, we're still in that phase where the temperature is going to be dropping a little bit. Uh, it'll start, it, it, won't, it won't start to rise until like right when the show's over. That's when we'll start to Start having it creep up just a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a cold one this morning as you're getting as you're going out and about, and uh, and it says it might be 59, but I, I've seen other reports saying it might only get into the like the low 50s today, so mm. it, it it could be a chilly one. Just be prepared for that as you're out there. Uh, by the way, before we go over to David Wayne in the newsroom, it's a bubble wrap appreciation day. <laughs> just in case, why are you laughing? This is very. It's, you're supposed to appreciate it. You're I, supposed to. I, I appreciate bubble wrap. I do. I do. For all of the endless entertainment mm-hmm. and noise. Yes. There's definitely something where my parents were like, "Go outside with that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's definitely one of those. David's about to experience that pretty soon. Speaking of which, uh, David, what's going on in the news? 
Well, President Biden says there is a response coming after the uh, overnight drone attack at a U.S. outpost in Jordan. Of course, three American service members were killed. Uh, Biden held a moment of silence at an event he was holding in South Carolina yesterday. Uh, The White House is blaming a radical Iran-backed militant group for that strike. So I suppose we'll see what's going to happen with that here throughout the day. The CDC now warning, Bobby, that people need to be on the alert for measles. Uh, They say there have been 23 confirmed cases of measles from December 1st until January 23rd. So they're expecting more cases of those. And uh, here's an idea that I think might work locally. But right now it's being done in New Jersey. There's an animal shelter. Of course, uh, uh, there's an animal shelter that is offering to name a feral cat after your ex and then neuter it. A great Valentine's Day gift, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Homeward Bound Pet Adoption Center in New Jersey says it's the perfect Valentine's Day gift for the person who broke your heart. For 50 bucks, you pay. They name the feral cat after your ex, and then they, uh, well, you know what they do. Well, yeah. uh, for a little extra, do you get to neuter it? <laughs> Take out some of that aggression. Take out some of that. Like, come on. If you're naming it after your ex anyway, it's like, it's not good enough to just neuter neuter it. Like, you might need to release some of the aggression yourself, is all I'm saying. Well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. It might take more of a delicate touch to not hurt the feral cat, though. I'm not sure. And then can you keep the parts and mail that no don't do that just, 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 oh no, sorry too far oh just too imagine far. opening that package yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't remember getting a prime delivery today what's thinking going on of here? you they just a little card thinking of you yeah, gross <laughs> uh yeah i saw the uh the cdc warning of the measles outbreak once again this is going to go uh this is happening for those who did not give their kids the measles vaccine is where because every time this comes out, everybody starts freaking out. Oh, my kid's gonna get measles. Not if you vaccinated them, but you get the, it's like the people who vaccinated their kids are like freaking out that there's a measles outbreak. Like, chill out, this isn't this isn't for you, yeah. So, you, you're okay. Um, here's a freaky story, at least it freaked me out. There's a skier. Uh, hey, I was just talking about uh, Brant Lang going skiing. You might want to have a heads up with this one. Uh, this happened at Lake Tahoe. I don't think he's in Lake Tahoe. I think he went to Colorado again. He's got one of those like epic passes. I don't know if you're a skier, but um, sorry, a skier in Lake Tahoe was taking the lift back down the mountain last Thursday when it stopped, and she ended up being stranded. On the ski lift. So uh, here's the thing. You haven't been snow skiing. Usually you take the ski lift up the mountain. And then you take your skis down the mountain. Right? You ski mm-hmm. down the mountain. Right. Is the idea. She was taking the ski lift back down. I guess was too tired. Uh, maybe hurt. I don't know. Whatever. Decided to take the lift down. Um, and she. Uh, so she was taking the lift down. All of a sudden it stopped. And she was stranded up there. Overnight. Ah. Overnight. (laughs) Her name is Monica Lasso. She's from Chile. And she didn't have her phone. Nobody could hear her yelling for help. She was stuck there for 15 hours in freezing cold weather up on the ski lift. It's not like you can, it's not something you can jump down either. Oftentimes, these can be 20, 30, 40 feet or more up in the air, depending on where it is on the, 
on the on the incline. Oh my goodness. Uh, she ended up not getting rescued. Her friends reported her missing, but employees uh, only found out she'd been up there when they got to work the next day. They turned the lift back on and it <laughs> dumped her out at the bottom. <laughs> Just dumped her over. Oh my goodness. Solid block of ice. She said she screamed for so long she lost her voice. Luckily, she's okay. And she decided she was good enough she didn't need to go to the hospital. What the what? Mm. Man, she must have had some like, s- serious uh, winter gear on, Man. is all I can say. Because, I, man, I don't know. Uh, I did look at it. She was in one of those kind of enclosed gondolas. So it did kind of protect her from oh, the wind okay. uh, and everything. But, oh, my goodness. That would that would freak me out. Yeah. I would probably be the guy that would be like, I'm taking a risk of breaking my legs. I'm jumping out of this thing. I'm not staying here overnight. So, but that's because I'm crazy. And, you know, that's how it happens. Coming up here next after our uh, Fox News update, we got to give you an update on... A News Radio 92.3 host, Ben Shapiro, number one rapper in the world. No joke. We'll share it with you coming up here next on News Radio 92.3. This is the Pensacola Morning News. With Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi, filling in for Andrew. News. I'm CJ Papa. President Biden blames a radical Iran-backed militia group operating in Syria for the attack that killed at least three service members and injuring 30 others in Jordan. How will the president respond? Several Republicans argue the Biden administration's actions have so far failed to deter U.S. adversaries. After yesterday's deadly attack in Jordan by Iran-backed groups, some senators are saying that the Biden administration should do more. Senator Lindsey Graham says the U.S. should hit Iran now. Fox's Madeline Rivera reporting. House Republicans unveiled two articles of impeachment for DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He's accused of unlawful conduct for not securing the border and knowingly making false statements to Congress that the border is secure. The Homeland Security Department calls the articles political games. And Super Bowl 58 is set. The Chiefs will defend their title against the San Francisco 49ers. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It is 5:31 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. It is 42 degrees, mostly clear skies right now in Pensacola. There's now several names in the running for the now vacant District 4 seat on the Escambia County Commission. Some of those names that have expressed interest in taking over Robert Bender's position include Seville Quarter owner Buck Mitchell. Current Pensacola City Councilman Jared Moore, Downtown Improvement Board Executive Director Walker Wilson, and attorney, developer, and former politician Jim Reeves. Nobody's got to train me, uh, number one. Number two, I mean, I know how the system works. Reeves tells Channel 3 he doesn't believe that there would be any conflicts if he served on the Escambia Commission while his son, D.C. Reeves, serves as the mayor of Pensacola. The uh, District 4 Commission seat became vacant when Robert Bender was appointed by Governor DeSantis to serve as Escambia County's Supervisor of Elections. The candidate uh, that will serve out the rest of Robert Bender's term on the commission will also be appointed by Governor DeSantis. The Florida Highway Patrol looking for a driver involved in a fatal hit-and-run crash with a an electric scooter over the weekend. That happened on Friday night when a vehicle hit hit and killed the man that was riding that electric scooter on West Nine and a Half Mile Road. FHP did release surveillance footage of a vehicle that was involved. That was a Toyota Prius, which has since been recovered. If you have any information on the crash, 
you are asked to contact the Florida Highway Patrol. A teenager dead after a crash on 29 over, over the weekend. That happened on Friday night at 29 and County Road 196. FHP says that the vehicle that was being driven by a 16-year-old female did not yield as it was crossing the highway, ended up being struck by the semi-truck. A passenger in that vehicle, a 17-year-old from Arizona, died at the scene of the crash. The driver and another passenger were both taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Two people have died. Two police officers were hurt after a shootout in Brevard County. That happened yesterday in Palm Bay. Police officers there were responding to a domestic violence call on Forgal Avenue. Uh, The police department says police officers exchanged gunfire with 24-year-old Brandon Kapas. Two officers were reportedly hurt. Uh, More officers responded and went after Kapas, and police say he had allegedly killed somebody else before eventually being shot to death by police officers. And the two officers that were hurt in that shootout are expected to make a full recovery. It's 534 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast for the morning. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a lovely day today with temperatures getting into the upper 50s and low 60s for highs. Sunny skies as we head overnight, temperatures dropping into the 30s. As you go into Tuesday, mostly sunny skies with a high near 60 degrees. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 47. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 42 in Pensacola. 41 in Gulf Breeze and 44 in Milton. Your next news at 6 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. When you need to know. As a mayor, with city council meetings, boards, etc., is it ever a topic to survey on how you can give money back to citizens by lowering costs or taxes? Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves took your questions on a News Radio 92.3 town hall meeting. Obviously, that you know you would hear at a council meeting if that has uh, been a conversation, but I, I guess the bigger question is, how do we figure out how we treat the taxpayer money? When you need to know. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. All right, so I have a game I want you to play. It's a fun game. It's not the best game, but it's an okay game. When you're driving around today, I want you to pay attention to bumper stickers and license plate frames. So if you're at a light, I want you to look and see, does that car have a Frontier Motors license plate frame or bumper sticker? Because here's what you're going to find. The first day you do this, you might see one. You might see none, but you probably see like one, maybe two. Second day, you see three or four. And by the time you've done it three or four days in a row, it'll feel like, oh, my God, did anybody buy a car from anywhere else? They'll be all over. And once you've kind of trained your eye to see it, you won't be able to unsee it, which, you know, maybe that's blessing, curse. I'm not really sure. But the point is loads and loads and loads of people have gone to Frontier and been happily satisfied customers. Those are endorsements, just like you hear me and Dave Ramsey, just like your neighbor, your friend or 
all of the people driving on the road near you. So if you need a good quality, almost new car, the kind that you can count on and don't have to worry about, Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Secret offers, guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew as he's on vacation this week. Uh, so I'll be sitting in with you all week long. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, give us a call or text 850-437-1620. 850-437-1620. degrees in the greater Pensacola area right now. Uh, could uh, feel like 37 in some areas. Going to be a high of about 59. And uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a chilly one out this morning. At least right now the wind's not blowing. Because the wind is like the, at least it wasn't when we, when I came in, uh, the wind blowing is makes it a million times worse. It does. Like a million times worse. It's, it's horrible. So uh, luckily, at least for now, the wind is not blowing. Uh, I did see this in a series of polls. 50% of people say that tomatoes or tomatoes are uh, fruit. 50%. 46% say, nah, they're vegetables. That's, I don't know why I just. I thought that was kind of weird. We're almost 50-50. Aren't they fruit? They're, they are thought, fruit, technically. They're on a vine. And they have seeds. And they have seeds. And I thought it was always known that it's a fruit. They just taste like vegetables. Right. But, okay, that seems weird. Uh, 4% of people in the same poll think that potatoes or potatoes are fruit. <laughs> Granted, that's what? only 4%, but still, those 4% of people need to go back to school yeah. and get some education. Uh, 60% of people say avocados are fruit. 32% say they're vegetables. Avocados are a fruit as well. Yeah. But 40, 32% say no, they're vegetables. This is, these are Americans. <laughs> these people vote. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, they also vote. So okay. well, some people get their total existence of knowledge of the world from memes Oh, that's so, true. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is that has become the the, the latest news source <laughs> for especially for the younger generation. All right. Um so Ben Shapiro, he's on news radio Pensacola every day uh, right after Markley Van Camp and Robbins from 2 to 5 o'clock. Actually, right, wait. that's uh that's a uh, guy Benson. Guy Benson, I'm sorry. Yeah, guy yeah, Benson. Yeah. yeah, sorry, wrong guy. Um, so Ben Shapiro is a conservative commentator. I was thinking he's like Guy Benson. Like they're both like yes, the same yeah. age there. Um, and so Ben Shapiro is a conservative commentator. He actually goes to a lot of colleges and universities around the country and speaks on uh, college campuses quite a bit. He's had <laughs> yeah. a little incident right. here in Florida where he was 
wasn't allowed to come to one of our universities. Um, but now, I wonder if this will change things. Cause now the grass, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows Benji who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section, all woke carrots. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki takes some notes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just did this for fun. All right. Yeah. It's actually a song from rapper Tom McDonald, who I've never heard of. Yeah. But it has now become, it's called Facts. And it's become the number one song in the country. Mm. Number one song in the country, right there, and it's called. It's a, pretty much a laundry list of conservative gripes, from gender issues to pro, you know, pronouns to all kinds of different to defund the police issues and other woke issues. And um, M- McDonald's chorus, the ra- the actual rapper. Although Ben Shapiro didn't do so bad. No, I mean, he already talks so fast anyway. He does talk fast. Man, I used to think that that was a digital enhancement, like they were going in and cutting all the space yeah. out in between his words. But he just talks that fast. He just talks very fast with no, with no breaths. Uh, his, uh, let's see here, Tom McDonald's chorus includes, I hope I offend you, I ask myself, what would Ben do? <laughs> let's just keep it real. Facts don't care how you feel. There you go. So that's the El Numero Uno uh, part of the uh, or number one song on the in the country right now. Mm. Little rap song right there. That's kind of that's a new one. Uh, one of the things that we're seeing uh, happening today is the pushback against the articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas. This goes back to the border issue. Uh, Republicans upset, and, and not just Republicans. Uh, we're starting to see even Democrats starting to point out that the border is having a little bit of a problem. We're, we just continue to have just this mass amount of migrants come across the border. And so House Republicans have unveiled articles of impeachment against Department of Homeland Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I saw, let's see here. Here's a couple different headlines. Fox News. Dot com. House Republicans unveil articles of impeachment against DHS Secretary Mayorkas. The Washington Post. House GOP unveils Mayorkas impeachment articles despite lack of evidence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, New York Post. House unveils articles of impeachment against DHS Chief Mayorkas as migrant surge rages on, stating he is, quote, utterly unfit. So that would be, that's what it, it comes down to. The articles of impeachment are like, you've done a horrible job at controlling the disaster on the border. And look, this is what it comes down to. Republicans were trying to figure out how they could tie Biden into it and basically blame Biden. And when they weren't able to f- figure out how to blame Biden for it, they're like, okay, fine, we'll go after Alejandro Mayorkas. Somebody has to pay. For what's going on down at the border. Somebody gots to pay. And so I don't even know if they're going to be able to do anything. I mean, they could follow the articles of impeachment. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere, to be honest. I don't I haven't looked deep into it enough to find out whether or not they really do have a case to impeach him because he's just trying to follow what the executive branch is guiding him to do. 
And that's one of the things about the executive branch is the executive. So we can pass laws, which, by the way, Biden said, if the House and the Senate create a bill, a new immigration bill, he'll more than likely sign it. So he's willing to sign something that will deal with the border, but he's not willing to do anything on his own like Trump did, for example. He's not willing to use the executive branch to really crack down on immigrate on illegal immigration. Uh, but he'd be willing to sign a bill. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Didn't we already have a bill signed back with Ronald Reagan? And that Ronald Reagan gave amnesty to millions of illegals, but in signing the bill, it also increased border security. And for 30 years now, that like those efforts have not been followed. So there's already been a bill. It's already out there. The executive branch has just continually decided how they were going to implement that bill was by not implementing it, by not funding the border walls and other border measures for security. So there's already a bill out there. It's been signed 30 years ago. Just follow that. Oh, well. Uh, got a text here. Uh, we were talking about the uh, there's 50% of people say tomatoes or tomatoes. By the way, who says tomatoes? I just, I, I don't think anybody. You know they say, well, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I don't know anybody who says tomato. Yeah. I've never heard that in my, in my life. Potato, potato. Who says potato? If somebody said, I would like to, uh, who's making the potatoes for tonight? I'd be like, what, the potatoes? Uh, like no no no. We're gonna have some cheese broccoli. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not welcome here. Please leave. Um, fifty percent of people say tomatoes are fruit. Forty six percent say they're vegetables. Um, what's this? What's it? What are they saying? It uh, identifies it as identifies. a vegetable. <laughs> oh, the it's the uh, tomato. Yeah, it's it's um produce fluid. Yeah. Okay. Produce fluid. Yeah. Uh. You guys add tomato to your protein smoothie and then come back. Is this being fruitists? Yes. <laughs> You're being fruity. If you add a <laughs> tomato to... No, I would not want ugh, a tomato in my smoothie. No. no. I've done... The, I do the uh, spinach every now and then. Mm-hmm. Because you ever think, oh, that's gross. But it turns the smoothie green, but really doesn't have flavor. That, right. Like pretty much anything else that's in there will cover the flavor of the spinach. Mm-hmm. It so. mixes well with green apple. Oh. Green apple and spinach and some coconut milk or, co- I mean, coconut juice. Doesn't coconut juice give you diarrhea? It's Pensacola Morning well, News with Andrew McKay. Um, <laughs> just want to leave that in your head as you're driving down the road right now. That's my personal business, Bobby. Yeah. Personal. <laughs> uh, do you not understand radio? We share our personal business yes, yes, we on do. the radio. Oh, man. It's 548 here on <laughs> Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew, which is why I have poop jokes. Uh, well, I mean... Right? It's me. Well, yeah. So, all right. Coming up here next, though, I do want to talk about. Oh, wait. I, one more thing on the immigration. I got to hit this before we move on. The trucker convoy. We got another trucker convoy going on. Trucker convoy headed down to the Texas border. So, one of the big things, of course, going on right now is that uh, the Supreme Court ruled that Biden can go ahead and rule that the razor wire along the border has to be taken down. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is like, yeah, I ain't doing that. No, we're keeping it. So now there's this little, take down the razor wire. No, I don't want to. 
I, but 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 the Supreme Court said you had to, but I don't want to. And so there's this back and forth, back and forth. And now a trucker convoy is headed down to the Texas border. They're calling themselves, quote, God's army. <laughs> God's army. So God uses semi-trucks. Yeah. Remember Convoy, that old song? Oh, yeah, there you go. They're going down to get that razor wire. Is this what they're blasting on their... <laughs> Play that again. This does not seem like a very vicious <laughs> army. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I see a bunch of truckers with their windows down just blasting this with their head hanging out the window. <laughs> Roger, 10-4. It's a very happy... Uh, Happy army right there. All right. So coming up here next, uh, we'll get a we'll have a primary update for you and a couple of local things in our state legislature that have been going down. I want to give you an update on uh, with the uh, legislative session here in the state of Florida. This is Pensacola morning. Is it pecan or uh, pecan or is it pecan? Pecan. I always said pecan because pecan sounds so eh, like yeah. it hurts your ears. Pecan. Uh-huh. Pecan. And then when I like move down here and everybody's like pecan, 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 and I'm like, it's pecan. And they're like, we grow them here. We call them pecans. I was like, oh, dang, that hurts my ears. Uh-huh. Same thing with Nevada, though. Nevada or Nevada? I was like, it's Nevada. And then I went to Nevada and they're all like, no, it's Nevada. We live here. We call it Nevada. I was like, oh, gosh, you hurt my ears. <laughs> Nevada and pecan, but they both just like, eh, they're, yeah. it's not my fault you mispronounce it. All right. Uh, coming up here next, we're going to uh, give you a Florida legislative update on Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. If you'd like to weigh in, text 850 437 1620. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Naval Air Station Pensacola has a significant economic impact in our area. It employs more than 16,000 military and 7,400 civilian personnel and the headquarters for Naval Education Training Command, a command which combines direction and control of all Navy education and training. There's a lot more you can know by tuning in this morning at 9 and hear what's happening at NAS Pensacola on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Hey, Kevin, how's the boat running? Well, you know, last week I started working on the water pump and now I can't remember how it goes back together. Dude, stop. Call Key Marine. They'll get you and your Mercury outboard back in the water so we can go back to fishing again. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. They'll fix any problem, big or small, even if the problem is you don't remember how the parts go back together. Key Marine, your Mercury outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. 
Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Bobby Rossi, filling in for Andrew McKay. If you'd like to weigh in, text 850-437-1620-850-437-1620. Another one here. Uh, The U.S. government released a report saying it would not be able to defend itself. That's right. The U.S. government says it will not be able to defend itself or anyone else against aliens. There you go. Let's go over to David Wayne in the newsroom. David, what's up in the news? Uh, the head of the. Oh, we got going. What are you there. playing over there? Are you watching a movie? Well, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to see that Mean Girls musical you guys were talking <laughs> about, and I. But I had to, you know, launch one of those nah, pirated streams because it's not out there yet. Right. Yeah, 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 anyway. That makes sense. Hopefully there's no viruses on the computer now. Uh, the head of the United Auto Workers Union says President Biden has now earned his endorsement. UAW President Sean Fain spoke on CBS's Face the Nation uh, just four days after formally endorsing Biden. Uh, Fain contrasted uh, Biden and Trump. Uh, and uh, he says that Biden has a history of fighting for the working class. The head of a a major global charity organization now says that the amount of aid getting into Gaza is woefully inadequate. Uh, Save the Nation CEO Yanti Saripto says that there's hundreds and hundreds of trucks on the Egyptian side of the crossing waiting to get into Gaza, but uh, no more than 150 on a good day are actually able to get through the uh, border checkpoints there. And... Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it apparently has a bunch of job openings posted. Twitter X, yeah. Uh, They're looking for content moderators. They're apparently opening a new office in Austin, Texas, and uh, the main focus of the entire office will be fighting child abuse content posted to the platform. Uh, So they're opening what they're calling the Trust and Safety Center of Excellence. They're hoping to hire these uh, 100 content moderators by the end of the year. Um, yeah, that's the, uh, I, I mean, first when you told me there was moderators in Austin, Texas, I'm like, this is not going to be good. I lived in Austin for 10 plus years. This is not going to be good. But being that they're trying to look for child abuse stuff, that, that'll be good. You get anybody from any political spectrum and any kind of background. And most people are, most people are usually against child abuse. So that's one that's, thing I think just about everybody can agree on. Yeah. You know? So that's what I think a lot, a lot of people can. Yeah. So uh, unless you're, you know, associates of Jeffrey Epstein who didn't kill himself. It's uh, 556. This is Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. If you'd like to weigh in, text 850-437-1620. 39 degrees here this morning. Going to be a high of about 59. Um, it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna feel a little chilly when you're out there initially, um, but then it should warm up. Primary update: Of course, we've now had two states down: Iowa caucus, New Hampshire primary. Donald Donald J. Trump on the Republican side has won both of those, uh, and then of course Biden has won both of them as well. It's one of those things where, you know, we had a whole bunch of people running for El Presidente, and now we're down to two: Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, and. The vast majority of the country, by far, 
never had a say in the matter. Not even just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just this one of these things. I hate the primary process now. I hate it. Stupid. I'm just gonna say it's stupid. And I lived in Iowa, and I get it. the 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 Iowa economy, a lot of it is based on presidential elections. I mean, going th- four years ago, they they start inviting potential candidates to come and speak, and and that ends up raising tickets for their events and raises money for that event, and on and on and on. Well, I'm getting an Amber Alert. You getting this Amber Alert? Uh, Pinellas County kidnapped child. I just got that, that little buddy right there. So, all right. Oh, there, uh, there it is. You got it before we did. I see it now. Oh, yeah, hitting right now. Yeah. All right. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, the uh, the primary race. Processes. Yeah, primary process. Yeah. It, it just stinks. Uh, it just bothers me. It always has, like, and, and don't get me wrong. We're in, we're, you know, we're in Trump country. So, it's not like Trump wouldn't have won in here anyway. Um, but. I don't know if let's just say the primary, if the if Florida was the first state instead of Iowa, would things have been different for Don, for Ron DeSantis? Would things have been different for Tim Scott if New Jersey was the first state this time instead of Iowa? Like, what if it rotated states? If New Jersey was, would it have been different for Chris Christie, for example, or? Instead of just state, uh, look, I, I don't like the state by state by state thing. I also don't want a general election because general election, all the small areas would get ignored. They just focus on the big areas and that's it. But why not region? Why don't they switch it up by region? Like this year in 2024, we're going to cover the, the northeast region goes first. And then it'll go to the southeast region four years from now. And then it'll be the west four years after that. And, and it's like you have like a handful of like five or six states. Or maybe you start off with um, the smallest states by population. I don't know. There's got to be something different than what this is. It's horrible. Oh, shoot. I didn't get to my legislative update. <laughs> All right. I'll hit a little bit of that next. Uh, but basically, there's I want to give you a little tease. There's a social media bill that's being proposed in the state legislature that's going to ban minors under the age of 16 from being on social media at all. And public sleeping. A build that would ban that. We'll talk about those coming up here next. Dependable traffic on the fives, weekdays on News Radio 923, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.